Hey, hi, this is TJ Pandora Tear here. I am coming to you from the couch <laughs> at this time live. And I am going to apologize first and foremost because for the last two, two and a half weeks, I guess, I have been racking my brain to, well, figure out what to talk about because it's October, we're talking about Halloween, Samhain, and family, and I just realized that on Thursday will mark the one-year anniversary, October 15th will be the one-year anniversary that we started this podcast, so yay! But in other words, it's also going to mark another red-letter day, which will be my 50th, yes, 50th birthday. And I don't know how I feel about that. I'm going to get more into that today. And I, for two and a half weeks, I sat here pondering and contemplating, what could I say, you know? What, what, what kind of thing could we talk about? What kind of knowledge, what kind of dippy thing could I communicate with you that might leave you with some sort of laughter or some sort of understanding or some sort of boo-ha-ha such as that and I went numb because usually I write everything out I actually have a plot I have a plan I have people question me things like that and I'm just like uh so strap in, get your broomsticks into an upright position, make sure your cauldron is emptied when we get to the gate, and let's get ready to take a little bit of a flight down my memory lane of 50 years on this planet. Stay tuned. So, here we are. I am just a back up the truck here a bit so some of you are in shell shock as of October as of October 15th uh, 2020 I will be 50 years old now I've told everybody that I'm not celebrating really my birthday of 50 years this year since the rest of the world had been basically cancelled what point and I will be celebrating my big 50th bash October 15th next year when I'll be 51 But I figured, you know what the hell, I am, you know, going to be doing a big bash after all of the things have calmed down again. And the goal this year was for my 50th was to zip line over Las Vegas and um, probably wearing a saloon skirt, saloon dress, and then go to Taco Bell and renew my vows with my partner, my puppy. And that didn't happen this year, thanks to COVID and um, all of that. Thanks to all the lockdowns and the things and the... I always sound like an angry penguin when I talk about all that. So yes, October 15th, 1970 was when I was hatched and brought about this mortal coil. And... To this day, people look at me like in shock and they're going, no, you're lying. Don't tell me this. And what's really funny about that is that most people would take that as a compliment, except when you deal with the occult or you deal with being a witch, because for some reason, 
if you look young, they don't, they being the royal they as the people, look at you like, oh, well, you're not old enough or wise enough or smart enough or have had enough experience to, you know, be someone to be taken seriously. And, you know, I think that's true in all things, though, honestly, that a lot of people just don't take people that look younger seriously. I mean, they don't take people that are younger seriously to begin with, the them days. But, I mean, I literally sat here for two and a half weeks. I'm a week late. Sorry about that, guys. I should have been, you know, more on the ball. But this one really hit home because I had actually recorded two other podcasts. And I wanted to share with you that here you go. Here's a new podcast. And I was listening to it and I'm like... Mm, no, no, don't like that. Mm, no, no, don't like that either. Uh, chuck those into the effort bucket. And I sat there going, what am I supposed to talk about? And I really did draw a blank. I mean, it was amazing. And as I'm doing this, at the same time, I'm doing my live um, Instagram video feeds and I'm recording on YouTube and I'm, I'm doing voiceover stuff and all of these other things and I'm slinging cards and, you know, what I normally do working on my www.antipanpan.com website, that was not shameless plugging whatsoever, nah. but um, it, it was this kind of like, nobody takes you seriously when you're young at heart, or nobody takes you seriously if they think you're younger than you truly are, and it blows my mind. I know people that have had more life experience, but they're younger, but people treat them like, oh, pfft. No. And it it's amazing. It's disturbing. And then I started thinking, oh my gosh, I've been in the occult world since basically being a kid. And I grew up in a family of pagans. And I'm sitting here going, wow, um, I have seen large chapters of the pagan community history in my face. And... I, I'm sitting there, I grew up in it. So you sit there and you kind of wonder to yourself, whoa, you know, what can I share? What can I bestow into everybody? What have I learned? So that's kind of what we're going to be chilling and talking about right now. So just hold on a bit. I'll be back in a second. So, yeah, so I grew up in Southern California in the 70s and 80s, basically the 80s of the plastic generation. (laughs) I am a generation Xer. And my mother was a practitioner and my aunt was a practitioner and my uncle was a practitioner and my other uncle was a practitioner. And my father was um, what we call a holiday Catholic. Basically, you know, he would go in on Sundays to atone and then he'd screw up on Monday. And then to top it all off, like he only went to the church on the holidays so it's kind of like don't you think you should like if that's what you believe in shouldn't you I don't know go more often meanwhile we'd go out to my father and my mother were separated so my mother's side basically what we would go do with my uncles and my aunts is we'd go out to a forest or we'd go out hiking with my sister and just go look at nature and that was our church and I get it now I really do get it and when I was young I didn't know we were pagan 
I just thought everybody was crazy. You know, and I look back on it, and we did some crazy. My family, not counting my dad, but my family did some outlandish crap. We had like five bean bags full of popcorn and got into a popcorn fight out on the front lawn. And then later on, I found out all the popcorn went to the birds later. It's a totally pagan thing to do. You know, burning Christmas tree after, you know, the first Saturday of the month. That's something that Cousin Jake is actually still holding true. And that's a family tradition because, you know, pine. Pine is a natural um, banishing agent. So one of the biggest exorcisms, I guess, of the year is when all the first Saturday of the new year, all the real trees go out into the beach and get lit in fire pits for the new year. And pine is for banishing and exorcism. So, hey, California, you know, that's why we love you. So what have I learned? What have I learned in 50 years of my life? Well, here's some of the things I've learned. One, stay hydrated. Drink a ton of water. That will make you look younger. That'll, like, get rid of some of the crap inside of your body that we do to it. It keeps you hydrated. Keeping yourself, like, your bones and your muscles and your tissues. One of the big things about staying hydrated is it does make you look younger. And it keeps all the skin happy, I guess is the best way to put it. And when you don't feel good, water helps with everything. So water is a natural purifier. I mean, the moon controls the tides and the beach. So, you know, I'm just saying, and we eat lots of salty food. So if we're drinking water, doesn't the moon control our moods as well as the tides? It just makes common sense. So, I mean, so hydration, stay hydrated, moisturize, number two moisturize. And I don't care what you use. I, I'm all for more natural products for moisturizing, but moisturize and sunblock because that seems to make you look younger, I guess, 20 years down the road. And moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. I started moisturizing when I was about nine. No joke. When I was about nine or 10, I started moisturizing. My mom actually moisturized me and used moisturizer back in the seventies when I was a kid. And that was unheard of. That's totally unheard of using, you know, not oil of lay, but, you know, using moisturizer and then kept being moisturized for like up until now. And maybe that has something to do with age. So maybe that's why I look younger. So staying hydrated, using a lot of moisturizers. Another big thing is vitamin C. Vitamin C, I have been taking multivitamins as a, since I've been a kid, since, since I was a kid. And, you know, I, and what blows my mind is that this is stuff that most parents do now with their kids. This was unheard of back 50, 40 years ago. Like, why would we give our kids vitamins? Now they do it. But, you know, we had the friend Flintstone freaking, you know, like crunchy, you know, you always wanted that purple dinosaur in the, the Flintstone multivitamins bottle. You were always trying to get the, the, the purple Dino, you know, and you wanted to eat that purple Dino so bad. I, am I the only one that used to eat the Fred chewables like as a snack <laughs> because I wanted to get the purple dinosaur? No, it's just you, Pan. Oh, okay. But so took multivitamins. I was taking multivitamins like really young. And I mean, 
I mean, like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. But no, I was taking multivitamins, and I would talk to uh, fellow friends and kids in high school and junior high. They would look at me with this kind of like, why are you taking multivitamins? And like, that's dumb. Now look at them. Ha ha. Uh, So yeah, multivitamins. And vitamin C is really good for your complexion, by the way. No joke. Vitamin E is for good for bones and hair and nails and face, but vitamin C does a lot. I'm not a doctor either, so don't take my words as verbatim or law. Go talk to a dermatologist if you have any other questions. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a shrink. I failed bartending school. True story. I did fail bartending school. It wasn't my fault. (laughs) It wasn't my fault. The guy was trying to get his friends into the same bar after school that, you know, he was in and he hated women, so all the women kept failing the bartending school. So... I know you're out there, Skip, so I'll be seeing you. Uh, no, that was years ago. I did do limo driving. I've done a lot of really crazy crap. So, okay, so vitamins, hydration. Also, find an outlet. That's another thing, too. Find an outlet. I knit, I crochet, I draw, I paint, I read a ton of books, I, I type a ton of books, I have to have something to do with my hands. If I don't have something to do, my brain psychologically goes to a very dark, scary place. So I am a big fan of having something to do. And you got to have some sort of a hobby. You've got to be doing something. Otherwise, it's like, what's the point? So let's see. Cutting out of the caffeine. I'm not saying go cold turkey because that's how migraines begin. But I am saying that cutting back on the caffeine. Caffeine does a lot of bad things to a lot of good people. So just saying. So also laying off too much sugar, too much salt, and too much starchy foods. Foods, Yeah, that's another biggie too. So does that make me look young? I don't know. But it makes me feel a lot better. Be back in a second. enough about my aging. (laughs) What I do want to talk about though also is some of the things in the witchcraft community that I've seen over the last four to five decades. And honestly, I don't feel 50. I mean, are you supposed to feel like you're going to fall apart and, you know, you lose the training wheels on your trike or something? I don't know. But I do want to share some things that I've seen shifting in the witch community and the pagan community. Just all the communities. What I have noticed is that there's been a shift between, like, a lot of... um, goddess worshipers when I was growing up were very very angry I I remember growing up there was a lot of angry witches or angry pagan women or angry goddess worshiping women and something I've observed of late is that there is this I don't want to say upsurgence but there seems to be I mean check me if I'm wrong on this there's been a lot of kerfuffle amongst like worshipers goddess worshipers as to what's the deal with trans people and I don't dig that I mean I'm not I mean I have friends that are trans 
male to female, female to male, you name it. I, I've had friends, I have and do have friends that are in the trans community. And some of these goddess worshiping women are like, no, you don't have a womb. You're not really a woman. So you can't be in our group because you're not a real woman. You, you know, you go worship your goddess your own way. But since you don't have a real womb, you can't be in our clique. It's kind of like you can't sit with us because you had original parts. And now even though you don't, you're not a real woman. I don't think... Okay, I want you to get your head around that for a second. I've seen it. It's in the community. Go look it up. There are a lot of angry soccer mom wannabe witches in the pagan community, goddess-worshipping community, that, oh, you can't sit with us because you were a man, or you don't know what you are, or you think you're a woman, but you don't have the parts. You know, I heard an actual priestess say, and I will quote them, I'm not going to name names, but I will quote them, if you don't have a real womb... And thus, you if you don't bleed, you aren't a real woman, so you can't worship like with us as a goddess worshiper. I flipped my crap practically immediately. And I was like, oh, really? I'm like, hi, I've had messed up periods my entire life. I'm getting ready to go to menopause. I'm probably going to go into croning soon, which would be awesome. I can't wait for my croning ritual. It'd be awesome. You know, but that's probably not off for another couple of years, maybe two or three years. But you know, when it happens, when I go into crone phase, I want a shitstorm party from hell. But I know a lot of women don't have periods. Either they're athletic, or they've had some sort of hysterectomy, or they've had some problems with their hoo-ha, and they don't bleed, or they're taking some sort of medications, or you know, hey, what gives you the right? What gives you the right? Oh, you're the high priestess. Okay, well, shut down before you fall down because I'm about to come to have, we're going to have a come to Hermes moment here. Okay. So I'm sorry. Where is it written that all these other wannabe whip diddy woo high priestesses get to decide who can be in what little clique? Who gets to decide? Okay, I get it. You may have your own little coven. You may have your own little clique. You may have your fourth in the craft, a la, you know, Aju the craft. But you cannot, you cannot tell me that a person cannot worship their god or goddess or god and goddess universe, whatever you choose, Bob the plumber down the street. Because they don't have the right equipment? Are you effing kidding me? Um, no. That's not how this bird flies. So, I did see a lot of angry, growing up, a lot of angry goddess worshippers that hated all men. Now, I hate to break it to y'all. Hey, come here. Hey, you. Yeah, come here. I know a lot of men, and let me tell you, a lot of men. And some of those gentle giants are bigger goddess worshippers than some of the goddess worshipping witches that I see out there right now. So you mean to tell me that it's wrong for them to 
worship the goddess because they've got the wrong equipment. Oh, give me an effing break. Give me an effing break. But yeah, that's been a big thing in the last couple of decades is, you know, there was, I was growing up, there was a lot of angry witches that were even pagans or other community that hated men. There's still some out there. I see you hiding over there in your U-Hauls. But you know, you know what I mean. But like, what? Help me out here, man. It's like, what were you thinking? You cannot have one without the other. I had something actually brought to my attention yesterday from another witch, ironically, uh, from a trans witch. And I was sitting and it was one of those like, holy crap, you're totally right. Why am I saying this? And I've always said, I've said for like 40, 50 years, right? I've said the divine masculine and the divine feminine, because to me, the divine masculine and the divine feminine do not have body parts. This is just their natures, feminine nature, masculine nature. I don't care about body parts. But then I started thinking about it and they pointed it out to me. And they said, that's actually, that's kind of an ancient way of calling it. And I was like, well, what do you call it? And they said, well, it would be the divine ascending and divine descending, very much like the yin-yang symbol. And I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, oh, that's, that's a thing? And they're like, well, some of us call it the divine ascending and the divine descending instead of masculine or feminine because of stigma. And I was like, well, I've always called it masculine and feminine, but I don't care. They said, hey, well, that's your trip. That's all you. It's not wrong. It's not right. But just remember, you know, some people are trans and they may not be comfortable with that. So if I have some friends out there that are trans practitioners, please let me know. I'm really intrigued about this because I want to make it right. And I don't think... You know, and it pissed me off watching some of these covens, these women covens that would get like, well, he can't come in. He's a man or he can't come in here because he's a man dressed as a woman or he can't come in here because even though they've had the change or the chop, you know, they, some of people call it the chop. I'm sorry. I find that crass, but there's even a song dedicated to it, but I don't know. Uh, but, or they've got their surgery or, or reassignment, gender reassignment. And even they've done all of that. Nope. They're not a woman. They're not allowed. They can't sit with us. I'm like, F you. I would rather be in a coven or a circle or a grove or a gathering with my drag queen sisters and my cross-dressing drag kings and my fabulous bio. Well, I don't want to call them bio drag because I used to do bio drag. I still sometimes do, but you know, it makes me sound like a biohazard, but I would rather be in a community of gay, lesbian, bi, tri, asexual, pansexual, drag, trans, you, all the colors of the wind than somebody who's like, you can't sit with us. And that's my theory. I'm sticking with that. And if I've upset or offended, please forgive me. But there's nothing to forgive because this is my opinion. So you knew I was opinionated when you came here. (sighs) So what have we learned? We've learned that some people are 
if you watch witch talk or if you look on Instagram, you'll start noticing that we do have some witches out there that do ask, that do cheer cheer for the underdog, that do stand up for, you know, the LGBTIQA community and everybody else I might have left out. We do have witches that are fighting against the darkness of the nasty bad peoples out there. We are fighting out there. We are trying to make things right. It's just the weight of the world this year has hit everybody so hard. And I get it. But just don't give up. Don't give up. And so 50 years, man. I have seen some crazy things in 50 years. I was around when MTV first started. I actually watched the first... I actually waited to see MTV go live and go on. I watched it. I remember having a compact disc player that I would listen to. I remember having a Walkman. I remember having a CD player when there were no CD players in cars. And, you know, now we've seen it. You can just have a certain radio station or you can plug in or, you know, Bluetooth. Nobody knew what a Bluetooth was. I used to play Atari. And what have I noticed is that there's been some serious changes in the pagan communities and the witch communities. Boys can be witches too. I just want to emphasize that boys can be witches too. And I've observed that we had a lot of angry witches women witches back in the 70s. I, I, maybe it was an ERA thing. I don't know. I, 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 I've seen men go to drum circles and bears out camping in the woods drumming and howling at the moon and talking to the great god Hearn. I've seen the one thing I do miss very much, I wish they were still around, was woman spirit. My mom and my aunt and my other mother, my mother's other coven sister, sorry, I can't word anymore today, they would go to woman spirit in Long Beach at the Unitarian Church. And woman spirit was a huge thing. And we don't have that, I don't believe, anymore. I mean, pagan pride, yay, that's a thing. But we didn't have that this year either. And... I'm just like, woman spirit was huge. It was a huge thing. There was rituals. I got to see Ruth Barrett and Cynthia Smith perform there. It, you know, I've seen Susanna Budapest. I've read her work even. I have opinions, but those are mine. I've seen so many different things and so many bits of the community of the alternate world. And I've been thankful and blessed to be in California to see how it is because I've lived in the Midwest. And let me tell you, if you're a Californian, count yourself freaking lucky. If you're on the East Coast or the West Coast, count yourself lucky because sometimes in the center of the country, a lot of people have a lot of opinions about people. But it's changing. It is changing. People are commuting. People are moving. People are doing things. There's a shift. There's a divine shift where we are everywhere. We used to have that on our bumper stickers all the time. You know, all of us witches. We are everywhere. And it's true. 
We are everywhere. We have gone all over the place now. We're in the UK. We're in Ireland. We're in Europe. We're in South America. You know, witches everywhere trying to make this world a better place. And the way you start making the world a better place is loving each other. Okay, I may not believe in your theorems in witch dynamics, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you believe them. Don't try to, you know, shove your theologies down my throat because I'm not going to listen. But we are founded, America is supposed to be founded on the freedom of speech, the freedom of ideals, the freedom of doing whatever you want, regardless of race, creed, or color. And uh, this is why you got to vote, guys. This is why voting is very important. So, just saying, I'm looking at my ballot right now, and I just took the uh, propositions thing and read those, and here we are. So, you need to vote. And this world is crazy right now, but there are witches all over the country. There are witches all over the world. The world. That's unheard of 20 years ago. That's unheard of back in 1999. In 1999, we were still very, very hush-hush in the broom closet. There were some crazy loud people. I'm not naming names. You know, yeah, I'm a witch. And yeah, I was one of the lucky ones. Because I had a support system that loved me. I had a support system that protected me. Not a lot of you did. Not a lot of you still do. And just realize you do have an auntie out there that will listen. So there's that. And so many changes, so many changes in only 50 years time. So many changes in this world. Now you can go to TikTok and you see all these, you know, American Horror Story clones, you know, sitting there trying to like be popular popular and that disturbs me I mean it's got its own place and it's very cool and it's very cute and it's very currently trendy but it's very worrisome because witchcraft is not a trend witchcraft is life witchcraft is a divine art the paganism is not a trend I've seen this also in the goth community, too, is that, oh, goth is cute, so I'm going to wear these cute outfits and be goth. Do you know anything about the goth music, and do you know where it started? No, but I look really cute in this little outfit with this little pentacle upside down. That would be a pentagram. Yeah, whatever. I made it out of elastic, and I got it on sale on, like, Wish, and I've got my American Horror Story hat on, and I've got some really cute shoes. Okay. All right. Witchcraft is not a trend. Witchcraft is not a trend. Nowadays, you can sit and watch like any TikTok video or any Instagram video and there's going to be this one girl lost in the forest somewhere looking aghast and staring off blankly and blithely into space and giving this illusion and this image with fog surrounding her and this desk of like all of these herbs and oils and crap and that's a very dirty desk I'm sorry and like trying to look all fancy witchcraft does not have to be fancy witchcraft can be a stack of different lighters of different colors that you use for different moods whatever you think whatever you do whatever is hip and groovy to you 
use it, cultivate it, love it. You don't always need anathema and a chalice to do witchcraft. Sometimes it can be a pen to paper. It can be a spatula in a bowl. It can be a needle and thread on fabric. It does not always have to be the woo-woo and charging people $100 for a bowl or $75 for a candle or $800 for a candle candle, or I'm sorry, that's just highway robbery. I mean, let's think about this for a minute, shall we? So wrapping up, what have we learned? Stay hydrated, moisturize, stop judging people, don't judge a book by their cover or even their pages, love everybody except like mean people or bad people, divine masculine and divine feminine. The universe does not have an actual physical gender, so deal with it. Smiling and nodding will get you out of drama any day of the week. Don't be complacent and don't be compliant. Let's be honest, folks. Everybody gets an invitation to the tea party. We just don't know the day we have to serve. So that's the truth of it all. I love you guys. I really am so happy. You just don't understand. I have been doing this podcast now for one year, from birthday to birthday, one year to see if it would do anything. And oh my God, it did. And not only that, but... I started really getting into my Instagram and getting back into my craft and practicing and slinging cards and talking to people and building a website and trying to build me and celebrating with the world. I did not get into woo-woo witchcraft and, you know, because there was a buck in it in the occult industry. And yeah, it's an industry in some cases. I got into this because it's something I love to do. It's what I love. And that has always been my belief. Do what you love and you love what you do. And I stick to my guns with that every day in every way. If you love doing what you're doing, then you're doing something right. I never thought, I never thought that I would have a thousand subscribers on Instagram. Holy crap balls. What? What? Who's going to listen to my crap? Well, I'm surprised. And it's kind of, yeah, I am puddling up here. But I really thank you. Thank you guys so very much for sticking with my crazy and understanding my crazy. And I appreciate you all so effing much. You have no idea. And, you know, thank you. So happy birthday to me. Woo! Happy anniversary to this beautiful podcast, Auntie Pan Pan Podcast. Woo! Happy, you know, going to be four-year anniversary with my partner soon. Woo! So, yeah, there is some good that came out of this year. And I know it's been a shit show of a year for everybody. Hello? I just... It's always darkest before dawn, everybody. On that note, I'm out of here. Happy birthday. I will see you on my Instagram, Auntie Pan Pan, TJ Pandora Tear. You can go to my public page at Facebook, Auntie Pan Pan. You can find me on my website, www.antipanpan.com. 
Take care. Zen hugs, everybody. Peace.